episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. So the question was, okay, what about relapse in this whole brain uh, receptor repair job that's going on? And, and again, when we talk about these kind of things, it's a matter of, of degrees on a spectrum. So uh, let's say a spectrum from 0 to 100 uh, in each of these areas, 100 being the most dysregulated and 0 being, you know, like Spock level of control. Right. right? And so, you know, you may not get it back to 0, but you can work it from 100 to 80 or 50 or whatever. You, I agree. The, the the imbalances are still there lifelong, but you may have pulled it back enough to be able to, to keep manage. it in check. But you have to stay vigilant because mm-hmm. if you don't, you can easily trip up. One of the briefly one of the things about relapse is that uh, our brains cue a lot of things into uh, association. Okay, all right. Let me see, let me say that again. Our brains tie a lot of things into associations and so we can cue that old dopamine response one of the studies that we uh now we learn a lot about uh, the brain on on videos but we can see more dopamine that pleasure center right being released when an addict is is just about to use interesting more than the substance itself releases dopamine so your brain gets to a point where the pleasure is not as much directly from the substance as it is from the idea of the or substance. Or the ritual. The ritual, yeah. yes. Those things bring pleasure. So that's where the triggers come in, and that's why you have to be vigilant, and that's where relapse is key, and that's why staying in a program constantly can help you fight those triggers. Interesting. Okay, apparently you did answer Mama Dove's question correctly. Oh, thanks. But she says, can you please give a more in-depth ranking of addicted, uh, addictive impact per substance. So basically, substances addictive on the first use. What's the most addictive versus... Oh, that's a difficult question. Cigarettes. I've heard he that. He is exactly right. <laughs> Cigarettes yeah. are the most... The, the receptor craves a cigarette. In other words, it, it, it calls out for more cigarettes more than any receptor. I mean, more than any other drug. Interesting. It was a very pleasurable thing, smoking it's, cigarettes. It's the most difficult to... Um, Unhabituate essentially yeah. that receptor. So we'll, it's we'll funny start the, with that. the withdrawals when you quit smoking. I mean, obviously you're not what you think of as far as like being dope sick right. or anything like that. But um, man, alive! I'll tell you when I quit smoking when I turned 30 years old, and I uh, tell people this all the time. And I use those commit lozenges to do it. And it was the weirdest thing. I would get in the car in the morning and just think, "Holy crap! I wish I could have a cigarette. This is a terrible situation I put myself in." And I would put one of those lozenges in my mouth, and within a matter of like 30 seconds, I would just start thinking about other things it was remarkable yeah. how how you know yeah, that, that nicotine thing is a real it deal is. i quit heroin alcohol and every other drug i ever tried and once i did that i, I could do anything so i was going to quit smoking at a year yeah i will have 12 years in march and i still have not quit smoking it's so hard to quit yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. try yeah. commit lozenges that's not a. That's i not did a, that for a while they quit yeah. making the original flavor oh, which kills me they're really? 700 dollars a box now i still have my i'm not that they, addicted they totally go bad but i still have like a box or two i'll I need hook them. you up yeah you know it's funny also just real quickly to, to wrap up another idea about this i would in in my class this week as we were reading brave new world and talking about drug addiction and all these sorts of things um a student brought up a very interesting point uh, about an article he'd recently read and i read it as well about how um whippets are so dangerous because they are very easy to quit 
which makes them extremely hard to quit because it's so easy to quit. You think, why should I quit? I could quit any time. And, and as a result, people don't quit. So it, it, there's so much that's counterintuitive about a lot of yeah, this. It's interesting to think about. So, All right. So we would not be doing this justice if we didn't explain to people listening if they thought, uh-oh, maybe I need to talk to somebody. What's the best route? What should people do if they think, A, they have a problem, or B, they know someone that has a problem? I mean, there are so many resources. If someone wants to stop, I mean, you can reach out to a lot, a lot of workplaces have uh, EAP counselors that can help. Uh, I bet people though are a lot of. Can, don't, I mean, I could be wrong in this, but I bet people are embarrassed to tell. Right, the sure, people at work. sure. Yeah. Um, you Thinking, know, oh, I'm going to get in trouble, even though they all have this the AANA uh, Overeaters Anonymous, there's Sexual Addiction Anonymous. All that, all those are. Um, are excellent programs. We have more 12-step meetings for addiction, alcoholism, everything in this city than most cities. Yeah. Uh, if you can't find a – You can always a, find a, a meeting. Yeah. There's a meeting here. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I have a patient that says I can't find a meeting, I'm like, you don't want to find a meeting because yeah. there is a meeting every night somewhere. And the hard part is if you're the addict that walks in there and says, oh, that won't work for me, it's what we call the last house on the block. There's really not another option. Right. And it does work. I can tell you that right now. So. And if you say something's not going to work, it's not going to work. Yeah, correct. you got to you know, submit yourself to you it. you got to have the gift of desperation. Yeah. Real quickly, there is there is when someone is under the influence of the substance, I don't mean immediately, but just within that day or week or two, their brain really is at a different state. And right. so there is an important step, uh, depending on the severity, of detoxing and getting them like sequestered away from the substance long enough to get it out of their system. There's a, uh, remember the movie Johnny Cash, the uh, I Walk, uh, walk the Line? I Walk the Line, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember how he got clean? No, it was June, I'm June's assuming. June's yeah. dad oh. locked him up in a cabin yeah. with his gun and wouldn't let all his associates come to yeah. him. And essentially, that's what detox is. I mean, you put someone in a hospital or in a setting where they can't get access to it yeah. for three or four weeks, I mean, that's sometimes that's, that's that's what it takes. I mean, you essentially have to guard them from getting it because that drive is so strong they will they will fight through you to get it. So you have to kind of put them in a cage almost. That's a whole nother show, but I would like to touch on the fact that uh, we have meetings galore. But until you detox, it's hard to walk up in meetings while you're detoxing, yeah. or, or sometimes detox can be deadly. And it's really hard right now for um, we've got tons of kids dying of heroin and and these are the kids that don't have insurance and the ones that don't have the resources to go to a fancy treatment center right and a lot of the hospitals in birmingham do not have open door detoxes anymore and that's that's something big i'd like to address and if anybody out there is listening that would be interested in in somehow i wouldn't even know where to start but getting more awareness in the city that we need detoxes for these addicts that that don't have insurance and don't have money, right. because this problem's not getting any smaller. It's a great point, and 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 you have to have that step. And he's right. I mean, it's hard to get. So somebody's to got a shotgun in a cabin, uh, right? Let right. Us know. We need shotguns yeah, we in cabins. We need shotguns <laughs> in cabins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right. Well, gosh, I mean, we could just talk about this for so long. But thank you so much, Kevin, for being here and talking about your story. And Dr. Westfall, always a pleasure sure. to chat Thanks with for having you. Us. No kidding. Uh, hey, just g- thank you guys for um, you know caring enough to put things like this out there um so listen I mean, selfishly it's just real interesting so it's, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. 
it's interesting for us to talk about it. at one point I was sitting back in my chair and I thought boy this you could just sit around at home just on the couch and talk about this stuff right. which is yeah. pretty much just what we're doing here I, do, right. I do a few nights a week I that's right yeah, there you go. I bet you to listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio 107.3 FM in Birmingham 97.5 in Tuscaloosa at bhammountainradio.com or on the free BMR app Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers.